You like tests? How many of you like tests? Raise your hand. Oh, good. One? Interesting. There's always one or two. Always one or two. You know, some people don't like tests. Some people don't perform well on tests. It doesn't mean they're, they don't have any knowledge. It just means that they don't do well on tests. There's anxiety built up, which is interesting. Uh, I had uh, a neighbor who was, uh, actually wasn't from this country, but now he's, he was a citizen, and he was tr going to take a test to become a lawyer, okay? And, uh, and every time he took this test, he, he failed. He failed twice. The third time, you know, you're out. And uh, so I got to talking to him, and I happened to remember some things that I, I read or listened to, and that, uh, you know, the test anxiety thing. I've had students that have, have had test anxiety. And so what the key is for some people is to be quite comfortable when you get into a test situation. What does that mean? Well, that means uh, wear, wear something that you like. Wear some clothes that you feel comfortable in. You might not think about that. Interesting. And if you're supposed to bring a pencil or a pen, bring that pencil or pen that you enjoy using. And I was thinking about, what, does that make a difference in taking a test? And get yourself prepared, ready, of course, so you've got the knowledge. And get that, get that haircut that you, you, know, you, you feel comfortable in. Not that people are going to judge you by what you look like when you take a test. They're going to judge you by what you wrote <laughs> and how you completed the test. Well, you know, it worked for him. It worked for him. Well, I'm thinking about some people that uh, had a test, and uh, the scripture kind of uh, po points out that fact. As we study a little bit about uh, the children of Israel, and if we study about um, how they had failed and how they didn't do what God had asked them to do. We come up with a number of different kings. The one king that I want to start with was Jehoiakim. Now, was Jehoiakim a good king or a bad king? I heard bad. Did I, did I hear bad? Okay. It, he was an evil king. He was an evil king. And at one time, he had... Uh, uh, he was, they were under the... Uh, the a domination of, of Egypt, okay, they allied with, with the Egyptians. Then, uh, then they changed to the Babylonians, interesting. But Jehoiakim decided that they would not pay tax to the Babylonians. Hmm. For three years, they with, withheld the tax. Now think about that. What would happen to you or me if we withheld our tax to our country or your city or whoever's taxing you for three years, what might happen? Wouldn't be good, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't be good. And it wasn't good for Jeho Jehoiakim. Now, God gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. That's interesting for us to know. God gave them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar because God had judged them the people of Judah, for disobedience and idolatry. 
So he had another country come in and take over. Now, that's very interesting. God does use other people, uses other nations as well. Now, the Babylon, where is Babylon, by the way? Iraq. There you go. We have somebody that knows uh, and very well. It's Iraq. Now, so they, they besieged the city, okay? And uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the people were, were captured. Tens of thousands of Jewish people were exiled from Judah to Babylon. And they stayed there for how many years? This is your test. <laughs> 70 years, about 70 years. That's a long time, isn't it? Now, while they were there, you know, God, God gave them some information. He gave them some orders. He says, look, he says, I want you to live, okay? You're going to be in exile. I want you to live. I want you to marry. I want you to build houses. I want you to, to do the best that you can. But don't let your population decrease. That, that, could, that could have happened, couldn't it? it? It surely could have. Well, Babylon and Iraq, it was about 900 miles from, uh, from Judah. That's a long, long trek. I'm sure that probably some of those people never, you know, never did uh, arrive you know, alive. That's interesting. Jerusalem fell after 18 months, okay, under this, uh, under, under this besiegement. And that was... And the, fir- the first temple was, was destroyed. So their temple was destroyed. And they, uh, the Babylonians pillaged the city. And they also took some of the articles of the house of God. And then they put them into their, their house of their gods, which is interesting. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, he decided that uh, he instructed Ashpenaz, who is the master of the eunuchs, to bring the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men, whom there was no blemish, good-looking, okay, and uh, smart in wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understanding and the ability to serve the king's palace. That's interesting that he would do that. That shows that he was a pretty smart king, I think. And so that they might teach these young people, and they caught them so that they're young. They were teenagers, okay, that were, that were set apart. These were the chosen, okay, of the young people that could be a part of the king's realm. Interesting. Daniel's, Daniel's name uh, was changed. So weren't, so weren't the others, as, as you know. Daniel's name meant God is my judge. Daniel's name was changed to Belteshazzar, which means Lady Protect the King. Interesting. Now, now why did they change these names? What, what, what were they trying to do with these people that they, uh, that they took? What were they trying to do to them? That's right. They wanted to erase their identity, okay? They wanted them to learn the culture, the language, okay, of, of Babylon, okay? And that's what they wanted to do. Interesting. Would you like to erase your identity? <laughs> sometimes. How many of you would like to run away from home sometimes? You don't have to raise your hand, but yeah, there's a few hands. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this was amazing, okay, but changing the names, okay. Now, uh, Shadrach, or, or rather, rather uh, Hananiah's name meant the Lord is gracious, and Hananiah's name was changed to Shadrach, and Shadrach means I am fearful of the God. Then we have 
Mishael, which means who is what God is. And Mishael's name was changed to what? Meshach, to Meshach. Meshach, which means I am of little account. Hmm, not a very good meaning with that one. And Azariah's name meant the Lord has helped me. And Azariah's name was changed to, and the third one, we know that one. What is it? Abednego, which means what? Which means servant of God. That's interesting. That is interesting. Wow. Well, things went along pretty well. Now, Daniel had, had uh, talked to uh, the, the person that was in charge of the eunuchs, and he wanted to have a different diet. He says, test us for 10 days. 10 days. How would you like a 10-day test? You know, I don't like a 10-minute test, never mind a 10-day test. But the king, Nebuchadnezzar, had set out the delicacies of his table. Can you imagine what that must have been? I mean, it must have looked pretty, pretty good. All the meats and all the wines, and, the, and I'm sure they had, you know, vegetables and, and whatever. And Daniel, because of their upbringing, I'm sure that there was some animal meat in there that probably maybe some of it was what was presented to idols, okay? Perhaps that, that's one of the issues that they had. Maybe it was because some of the, some of the meat wasn't processed correctly, Okay, because it may have, you know, had blood in it and so forth. Uh, so they, they, didn't, they didn't want that diet. They didn't want that diet. So he said, test me. Now, the king's uh, master of the eunuch said, you know, uh, you know I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because, you know, the king will, will have my head if you guys are sick, okay, and if you don't look well. Okay, after the three-year period of time, the king gave them three years. They, were, they had three years in order for them to be tested. How well did they know the language? Okay, how well did they know the, the custom? How well did they know the laws? How well did they know all about their gods? How well, after three years, they're going to be tested? Well, after 10 days, okay, the, the captain of the eunuchs tested Daniel and his three friends. Interesting. And what did he find? He, find? he found that they were looking pretty good. They were looking a whole lot better than all the rest of these young people, okay, that were chosen to be part of the king's, you know, realm. They were, they were so much smarter, okay? They looked better, okay? They, their countenance was bright. And so he continued their diet. He continued their diet, which is quite amazing, now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. You remember the dream? That's an interesting dream, isn't it? And it scared him. Uh, he didn't sleep. He was troubled. And uh, he decided that what he would do is he would call the magicians. He would call the astrologers, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans. He would call all of them and ask them, to tell him what his dream was, what it meant. That's interesting. So here we had gathered all, the, all these guys, and he says, now this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell me what I dreamt, number one. Number two, I want you to tell me what it means. Well, they looked at each other, and they said, you know, they thought in their minds, you're, you've got to be out of your mind. This king has got to be out of his mind. No one has ever, ever asked anybody to tell them what their dream was. Well, Nebuchadnezzar 
being a smart king, knew that if he told them what the dream was, that eventually they would, you know, they would make they would make up all kinds of stuff as to what the dream meant, and he would, and that, and that would be that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to test them. What was it? What was he? What were they going to say? They said, "We cannot do that." They said, "Only the only the only God could do that." Okay, I mean, this is going to be a supernatural kind of thing. We can't tell you what you dreamt. And they thought it was quite unfair. Well, Nebuchadnezzar grew very, very angry. He got so angry that he said, if you can't tell me what I dreamt and what it means, then I'm going to cut you up into pieces and we're going to burn your houses down and you're going to be slaughtered. Now, that's a, that, was, that was pretty violent, wasn't it? I mean, this was just playing on his mind. And so Daniel found out, and they'd actually started the Bible said they started to kill. They started to kill these uh, astrologers and magicians and sorcerers and Chaldeans. And Daniel uh, found out about what was going on, and he was going to be killed as well, and also his three buddies. And so he went to the king, and he says, he says, says, give me some time. Give me some time, and I'm going to ask my God, okay, what your dream meant. Just give us some time, and, and, uh, and we'll perform for you, okay? So he got together with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they, they, they fasted, and they prayed, and Daniel was given the dream. He was given the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had. Not only was he given the dream, but he was given the interpretation of the dream. Interesting. So he approached the king, okay, and he said, King, he says, uh, I, I know I can tell you what, what your dream was and also the meaning and uh, But it's not because of me, it's because of my God. My God has given me all of this information to share with you. So what was the dream? Well, it was an image, wasn't it? You remember the image? I and mean, we can hardly imagine that what the image was. So here's, here's the image, okay? It's now all gold because that, that, that's a little bit later. But it had an image, an image of... Uh, of this, of who? Yeah, that's right, the head of gold. And so Daniel said, you are the head of gold. Babylon is the head of gold. You're the head of gold. And then if we go on further, the arms and the chest was made of what? What was the next one? Silver, silver. Is silver worth more than gold? No, it's not. Does silver weigh as much as gold? No. So in all aspects, the gold was what? The very, very best. Then we go into the Medes and the Persia. The belly and the thighs were made of bronze. And that was Greece. That was Greece. Greece was going to take over then after that. Then the legs and the feet were made of what? Iron, okay? And the toes were made of iron and clay. That's a terrible mixture, okay? Not very strong. And so... Uh, and then there was a stone cut out of a mountain without hands, and that stone did what? It hit the statue, okay, and it ground all of those elements, all those metals and clay, and it ground it into a powder, and the wind blew it away. Wow, what a dream. What a dream. So Daniel's saying, Nebuchadnezzar, you are the head of gold. You are the head of gold. I mean, this is the most powerful. Let's talk about a powerful nation. But what is going to happen? So God was telling King Nebuchadnezzar what was going to happen after him, after his reign. 
And so sure enough, the Medes and the Persians came in, okay? And then the Grecians came in after that. And then Rome came in after that. Interesting. But then that, uh, that stone that was cut out, what did that represent? That represents the kingdom of God that will never be destroyed. Never be destroyed. Interesting, isn't it? Now, I think that uh, when I look at this, the, uh, the dream and the image, you know we, know, we know what the ending is, don't we? We know the ending is that God's kingdom is going to be forever. It will never be destroyed, no matter which kingdom we happen to be in at the moment, which is very interesting. Wow. Well, well King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, I guess he was, he, was feeling, he was feeling pretty good, all right? So what he decided to do? He built an image, okay? He built an image. It was 90 feet tall. Can you imagine that? That's huge. It was about 9 feet wide and 90 feet tall, and it was covered with gold, covered with gold. He was gold. He was the head of gold. Interesting. What did he do? He invited all of his friends, right? Well, he invited all of the important people of the realm, okay? Not the entire citizenship, okay, but the entire people, okay, of his realm, he wanted to find out if these guys were loyal to him, okay? That's what he was hunting for. That's what he was hunting for. And so he made an edict, and he says, I want everybody to gather around. And you know, when the symphony, the orchestra plays, and it probably was an orchestra, plays, he wanted everybody to do what? Wanted to bow down to the image, the image representing him, okay, and his power. Interesting. And so what happened? Orchestra played. Everybody bowed down except for whom? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How would you have liked to have been Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Or would you have rather been uh, Daniel? I wonder where Daniel was. Have you ever wondered where Daniel was at this time? Interesting, interesting. Maybe the king sent Daniel on a you know, a little trip or whatever, but Daniel wasn't there. At least we don't, we don't read that. But they didn't bow down. Now, how did this king find out that they didn't bow down? Well, they had some people that told on them, okay? Because if you have, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of, of people, you know, how are you going to find out if, you know, somebody didn't bow down? And so they came to King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, King, there are three people that didn't bow down. Not only didn't they bow down, but we know something about them. They don't worship any of your gods, okay? And uh, we know that, and we, they didn't bow down. So what did King Nebuchadnezzar do? He said, well, you bring them to me. He said, maybe they don't quite understand what this is all about. I'm going to give them a second chance. Don't you like second chances? Oh, I like second chances. I like second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I like chances. I really do. So he told him, he says, look, he says, do you understand what this is all about? If you don't bow down when the symphony orchestra plays and worship this golden image, okay, of me, then we're going to throw you into the what? The fiery furnace. Well, what was the fiery furnace anyways? Well, it was probably... Uh, uh, where they probably baked their bricks, right? Sure. And King Nebuchadnezzar was a builder, okay? He was very, very much a builder. And so they had, 
they had their fiery furnace, okay, and uh, there it was. Well, what, what did uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how did they respond to the king? Yeah, they said, oh, king, you know, live forever. <laughs> but we're not going to bow down to this image. And they said, our God will protect us. But even if our God doesn't, okay, did they know that God was going to protect them in that fiery furnace? No. I'm sure that they had hoped that he would. But they told the king, even if he does not, and we perish into that fiery furnace, we're not going to bow down. Wow. Now, this made the king even madder than he was. And he ordered the stove, the furnace, to be what? Seven times hotter. Okay, let's get this thing seven times hotter than it normally is. Now, you have to be careful in a kiln, because that's basically what it was, a kiln. If you get kilns too hot, even the bricks and that it's made of can actually melt as well. But I guess it didn't melt down. Interesting. So what did he do? He ordered, well, well the, <laughs> the orchestra played. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not bow down. I'm sure this time the king was watching those three men, okay? Then he ordered them to be bound, okay, hand and feet, and he ordered them to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Then he ordered his strongest men, okay, his valor, okay, to uh, tie them up and throw them in. Now, interesting, interesting. And what happened to these men that threw them in? They died. They died. Now, that tells us something about what? Does that tell us something about how? Okay. That tells us something about how hot that fire was. I wonder how hot a, a human body can get before it actually dies. Have you ever wondered that? Maybe it's just my mind that tries to figure those things out. That's interesting. Well, he ordered it to be hotter than, 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 it, than it should actually be, about seven times hotter Got a little heat gun right here. Got it on the hot, the hot space right here. Let's see what happens. We, so we know that his, uh, his guards that threw them in, they actually burnt up, okay? That's interesting. And they're getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And they're feeling weaker and weaker and weaker. And then what happens to them? What happened to them? They died. They died. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Whoa. Now that is amazing. It was really, really hot. This is really, really serious stuff that they're working with right here. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the fire. Happened to have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right here. Let's check this out. That's Shadrach. Let's put Shadrach over here. There's Shadrach. Good-looking boys, weren't they? They were good-looking. They didn't have any blemish, okay? They were perfect in stature and health. There's Meshach. Guess you always wanted to know what they looked like. There's Meshach. Put Meshach over here. Shadrach, Meshach, and my favorite, Abednego. There he is. And they were bound 
head and foot thrown into the fiery furnace. Thrown into the fiery furnace. But there was another, another one. And this one was, was who? Right. And so the fiery furnace burned them up, right? Did it burn them all up? And they were burnt. And as the king looked down into the fiery furnace, he said, didn't we throw three men in? They did, yes. Yeah, we we threw three men in. He says, but I see four walking in the fire. I see four. And the fourth one looks like what? The Son of God. Interesting. The fourth one was Jesus, wasn't it? Interesting. And then the king told them to, well, he got a little closer and he called out. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out. Come out. And so they came out. Was there even smoke smell on their body? Was their hair singed at all? No, but how they were bound, all of that was burned off of them. That was amazing. It was absolutely Amazing. It made such an impression on King Nebuchadnezzar that he told all the people, there was an edict going out. He says, I don't want anyone to say anything bad about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God because he is the great God of all gods. That was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Wow. Well, I'm wondering, we know the end of the story in the Bible. We know that they didn't burn up, they didn't perish, but they had tremendous faith, obviously. How many times do we stumble in faith? If you and I had been there, would we have bowed down? If not, we were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. We didn't know, you wouldn't know that they were going to be saved. Interesting. But we do know the end. We do know the end. How many times How many times do we make an excuse for something that we should stand for? How many times does that come up? How many times? You know, they could have just kind of of, uh, bowed down a little bit and fixed their sandal or something, you know. No, they weren't into that. No, that wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen at all. Interesting. You know, people are watching us, aren't they? They really are. The people that told on them the first time that they didn't bow down. They told, oh, king, there's, there's three that didn't bow down. King might have not even had any idea that three people did not bow down. But there's people watching, people watching you. There's people watching me every day. In fact, every moment of the day, some of those people maybe belong in your family. Maybe it's the na- next door neighbor. Maybe it's somebody that you work with. They're watching us. How many times do we not bow down and we make excuses? How many times are we not doing what we should do? You know, that's the question. 
We know the end from the beginning. We know how this world is going to end. We know that the stone that was cut out with a hand is going to, that's Jesus's, that's, that's a kingdom that will never fail. That's God's kingdom. So all these trials that you and I have, uh, if we could just see the end from the beginning, maybe, maybe they wouldn't be as severe as we think they, they really are. We know the end from the beginning. And we know even from history, as we look at the progression from Babylon, the Medes and Persians, okay, and the Greece and Rome, we know that all of this is true. And we can look at that and even the years, and we know, we know the kingdoms and, and how they fell. We know that Rome, you know, that Rome is just scattered, in it, and it never, never got to be the power okay, to rule the, the entire earth, which that's interesting to me. Wow. You like tests? Say yes. Yeah, we like tests. How do we know what we know unless we're tested? Is God testing you? Is God testing me? I think every day is a test. Every day is a test. Every moment's a test. Whether or not we realize it or not, somebody's watching. If it's not your neighbor, if it's not your family, God's watching. He's watching us. And he wants us to pass the test. And he'll help us to pass the test, won't he? He helped them. He was there with them in the presence of that fire. That's amazing to me. That's really amazing. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God of love, that you are our salvation. We thank you that this stone that has been cut out of a mountain without hands is your kingdom, and your kingdom will last forever and ever. Lord, help us this week to do well in the test, the test of life, the test of faith, that others can see our strength that we have in you, and you will give us the strength to show them your love. We thank you for Jesus and that he came to this earth not to condemn us, but to give us everlasting life. And we ask this in his name and for his sake. Amen.